podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional healthcare for kids. Of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen Now $17.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Ladies in Red podcast. Um, I'm Rupert and I'm joined with our usual panel with Kerry and Imara. Uh, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure, I'll go first. <laughs> Hi, Sorry. this is... Uh... <laughs> uh, teething um, problems, it's fine, it's fine. No you worries. <laughs> no worries, okay. So, hi, Kerry. Um really excited to be a part of this first Ladies in Red pod with you all. Um, super excited that we have a badass female pod going on here with the Day Trippers. Um, I'm from the U.S., as people can probably tell from the accent. They'll either say U.S. or Canada or America, as you guys usually say, um, to be politically correct, U.S. And uh, <laughs> I'm from Florida originally. Um, I helped co-found the LFC supporters group in Orlando a few years back. And I've been traveling over here to, um, I should say here because I'm in Liverpool now, actually. Um, I've been traveling over here to the UK, um, to Liverpool for quite a few years now, going to games. Um, I just travel a lot in general. Um, I've been a supporter for since about 2000, um, which is a ways back for American supporters. Um, I feel most people have started uh, following the Premier League in the past few years now. But um, I started following 2000 when I first came over here to the UK, fell in love with Liverpool. When everybody said that I wouldn't, I wouldn't like the city, everyone recommended I didn't come here. Um, I've always loved football. I've been playing football since I was a kid and watching it since I was a kid as well. And then when I came over here, started following the Premier League, um, following Liverpool since I stepped foot in the city. And... Um, here today on this pod, excited to be here joining you, ladies. Mama Mara, yeah, Mama Mara. I'm from London, um, born and bred here. Been a Liverpool fan since I was about six or seven years old. Um, my older brother got me into it, and um, yeah, I've just I've just loved football ever since. Really, it went away with the fairies a bit when I had my kids, <laughs> but uh, and didn't follow it too much. But um, you know. Just been a Liverpool fan since since then, really. Um, I write a lot. I pod as well for Copleft, um, which is a website that does um, some other podcasts and uh, articles and stuff like that. So I, I pod a lot with them. Written for a few other sites in the past also. Um, big tennis fan. Anyone who knows me and knows I love Roger Federer. And 
And I love to bake cakes as well. <laughs> Whoever follows me, I'm always posting pictures of my cakes on uh, on Twitter. But yeah, well, that's uh, the main thing about me, obviously, is that we're all together on this ladies pod um, because I think, you know, we don't get enough of a voice. And this is a, a brilliant way to start so that we can all have our, have our say on all things LFC. Yeah, um, because it's a ladies pod, I might get up in the middle and start doing some laundry, you know, go make a sandwich <laughs> in the kitchen. So if, if, I, if I go away, you know, you know where I am. <laughs> but staring at photos of Roger Federer. <laughs> Really, I wouldn't say it's that kind of, of fan uh, idol relationship, but you know, whatever floats your boat. I've seen your tweets about him, but I have not seen your tweets about the cakes. So I'll be looking out for those now. Uh, you're, you're a new follower, so you can be forgiven for that. But um, yeah, my cakes are semi-famous in, on Twitter. Yeah, so um, gonna make an epic one when we win the league. I think. Oh yeah, make, make a Premier League trophy one. Yeah, six tiers or something with a Premier League trophy on top. Yeah. <laughs> right, so um, I'll just introduce myself then. I'm Rupert, I'm representing a Welsh Liverpool fans. Um, I live in Liverpool because I'm in uni here. I've been writing for over two years now, currently writing for Anfield HQ. I do bits and bobs here and there for other websites as well. Um, I've only been on a few podcasts recently, but... This will be a new monthly thing, so we'll just get into it. Um, yeah, that's, I go to most games, home and away, and even Europe in two months, so I can't wait. You're a proper red then. <laughs> go to games. Yeah, I'm not an armchair fan, like some. Yeah, so should we just get into it and start talking about? yesterday's two-all draw against Seville at Anfield. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it was frustrating to watch, wasn't it? Um, this first half was so good and it it was just... We did wonder if not taking our chances would cost us and ultimately, in the end, it kind of did. cost us two points anyway. Um, they sort of Seville were under the pressure as well quite a lot of the time, despite that horrible early goal that just... Oh, it was a gift, wasn't it, as usual? And I've got to say that I do feel physical pain every time Lovren makes a mistake because I've been one of those people on Twitter that has defended him quite a bit. But I'm, I'm really running out of things to say now. Um, but, yeah, we... Um, yeah, I'm with goals. you. I often defend yeah. our players as well. I like to back them. I like to defend them. But sometimes there's only so much you can defend them. So I'm in the same boat with you now. Yeah, I agree. Because, I agree. Yeah, just... I, I wanted to... I wanted to say oh it was a bad bounce or something to defend him but I couldn't <laughs> no. I was just it was terrible to, to, for me um yeah we got our two goals as well didn't we and then because it's just, just such a slim lead for us we're never really comfortable unless we're four goals up yeah. or something so yeah that's where the yeah. penalty comes in so yeah Bobby missed that penalty Ter- hit in the post I think that's the worst thing and you could see obviously at the end of the game he was crying like he was upset that is if we scored that, obviously we would have been safe, even with that late goal. Um, yeah, we just blew it as usual. I have a theory that he didn't actually cry because he missed the penalty. He was just crying because we're so shit. <laughs> 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 just thinks you make me work harder. 
than I actually have to because yeah. you guys can't stop conceding goals. So I think those are the, yeah. what the tears were. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that second half uh, didn't wasn't as good as the first, and you just they, we just need to capitalize on our chances. And I know you can't score every single one. It's it's a bit much to to say that, but. Just with that defence, we just have to take take more of those chances, and um, you know they they equalise. We let them back in the game, um, almost won it at the end with that in the ninety third minute. Oh my god, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, with just some a bit of a poor finish really from the guy. But other than that, they were well on their way to actually to snatch all three points. And um, you saw all sides of Liverpool in one handy game there: the good, the bad, and the ugly. So. <laughs> Because you I saw the brilliance of the attack that we're just always going on about. We every week yeah. we talk about it, but then every week we're also talking about the defence and how they let us down. Um, and then you know, obviously the red card at the end just uh, <laughs> icing on the cake, yeah. really, wasn't it? <laughs> well, and that's 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 actually the point that I was going to make. Is that, like you said, it's the same thing every week. Where one of the things I was going to say is everyone that I talked to when they were given their predictions, what they thought was going to happen with this game. Just about everyone thought that we would win, a draw maybe, but almost everyone thought we would win, but we would concede, right? We're going to concede yeah. at least one or two goals. We know that's a fact. If we're playing against a tough side, or even really any side, you know, we expect that we're going to concede. And so even if we do win, we know we're going to have one get in from the opponent. We know we're going to be on edge. We know we're going to be unnervous. We just can't do it the easy way. And it's just the defense is just, to just, prove themselves and who, who they are last night and you know that's exactly what you were saying it's just just uh it was a frustrating night it was a draw that felt almost like it was a loss it doesn't feel quite like a loss but almost and um to be there though I have to say just to um chime in on this one that last night was my first ever Champions League game that I've had the chance to attend at um Liverpool or in Anfield um I've been to a Europa League game before. I've been to several Premier League games, um, quite a few now. And I've traveled to watch the team play um, on tour as well. Um, but this was my first ever Champions League game. So I was super excited and, of course, nervous at the same time. So um, a little bit of a letdown for me as well. But um, the atmosphere just going in and the atmosphere in the first half was just absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, credit to our supporters there. Um, it definitely died out in the second half. I noticed. Um, yeah, but it, you know. I, I can't blame people. Like, I, it is frustrating, especially like some of the fans who go home and away, like the people who went last week. Which we're not mm. going to talk about it, but it happened, and it's just a constant like sense of disappointment. Like we we build our hopes up during the game. We're winning two one, then we blow it right at the end. Like those three points, like Seville, we were looking for revenge. And, like, obviously Moreno played his part. He got his assist. And I thought, like, we weren't as bad as we could have been. But we always, 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 like, I don't know what it is. Like, we just blow it last minute. And I think that's more frustrating than losing. I'd rather be losing, like, in the 60th minute than lose in the 92nd minute. Yeah, at least you've got some hope. Yeah. Half an hour of trying to get it back. But I was going to ask, you girls were there, so... I mean, when when they got when they got the equaliser, does does it? Can you feel it 
in the stadium, do, you know, does, does the atmosphere drop or do, do people start to, to kind of you know, get anxious? And how, how does it work when you're actually in the stadium? Do you actually feel it there? Well, the thing with our fans is I feel like, I know a lot of people get like, they, especially more recently, people are just more, they'd rather shout abuse at the players than sing for our team. But where yeah. I was at the back of the cop, like a lot of people just, they carry on singing. They start singing Liverpool again, just trying to like build up morale again. Like I know it was late, they, there was nothing we could do at that point. But credit to our fans, we always try and support the team no matter what. And yeah, like especially even at away games when they don't come over to clap the travelling fans, after the support that they give, people lose their voices. People are like, going crazy they travel miles like Kerry obviously you've come a long way to see that it's you deserve some credit like the players they should know that fans are doing so much to support their team they need to just like you know just just a little clap at the end that's all it takes like to say thank you we're shit but thanks for supporting us Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> no, I have to agree. It really is a mix. I mean, it's, and I've seen this at other games as well, where there's some people that are just trying to sing and trying to remain positive and trying to back the players and back the team no matter what, no matter how shit they are. Um, and then others are just constantly slagging them off and it's just like, you know, for fuck's sake, fuck this, you know, I'm done and, and I'm just frustrated and, you know, they're they're putting their hands up and they're just, it's just a mix. There really is. Um, the players must sort of kind of feel it. I mean, you know, just on, on when you're watching on the TV, when if someone makes a bad pass or something doesn't quite come off, that you hear kind of like a groan go through the stadium. Yeah. So the players, players must pick up on it. I and mean, that must make them even more edgy, you know, on top of what they already might be. So it's a bit of a vicious circle, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, like, obviously they need to know, like, if fans are getting frustrated, if they're not doing something right, obviously they need to know. But at the same time, there's people, like, slagging Lovren off. And, like, the fact that at one point he had to delete social media because the abuse he was getting, that is not on. Like, I, I don't get how I think why he's people... turned his comments off on Instagram as well yeah. recently. Yeah, I don't... Um... Like, obviously he makes mistakes. A lot of football... He makes more than most footballers. But mistakes are going to happen. Like people need to understand, like football is a game where mistakes will happen, and players, even like the best players, yeah. even like Messi, Ronaldo, they make mistakes at times, just not as often as Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does uh, have his fair share, and I mean now that takes us nicely onto the defence, really, isn't it? Um, just like we, we mentioned earlier, same thing week in week out, really, isn't it? It's we had the clean sheet versus Arsenal, but then Arsenal didn't really offer much going forward, so. I mean, I just wonder what the goalkeepers must be thinking. Like Carrius, he didn't really do much wrong last night, but he, you know, he he had to have two goals go past him because of what was going on in front of him. It must be a bit yeah. of awakening for him to be, because for goalkeepers, it's, it's all about clean sheets. That's their stats, isn't it? Yeah. And then suddenly you're thrust in this team where they can't defend for shit, and <laughs> it just ruins your confidence as well. I'm, I'm hoping that at some point they're gonna. I don't know. I don't know if this is, this is wishful thinking. Of course, it's wishful thinking. At some point, they're gonna they're gonna learn from it all. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a it's a 
every week and then you get the same people saying the same things that after every game they go why yep. didn't um why didn't uh, Klopp strengthen in the summer why didn't he buy Virgil van Dijk well it's going to be a long season you keep going on about it but I also understand why <laughs> people say that because it's frustrating why you know it's there's an issue there that everybody knows it's an issue and it I mean okay Klopp obviously does know at some you know, privately, I'm sure he he knows it, but he's not going to come out and say. And it seems like he's the only person in the world who thinks our defense is okay. And that's <laughs> yeah. so frustrating to listen to after you've watched your team, you yeah. know, piss away points. Yeah, he's actually it's come terrible. out and like when he said we don't need another centre back, that keeps coming back now. And that is gonna. I knew when he said that, I was like, I know this is going to come and bite us. After yeah, has. well, I I agree, and well, I think. Klopp is one, I mean, we all know, he gives us a club hug. Yeah. He's really good with the players. He's more of a builder rather than a breaker. I mean, he just, he wants to build up their confidence. And I feel like if he knows that there's a chance we're not going to get, um, you know, a replacement, he wants to build up who we have already. He wants them to play at their best, to have the most confidence they can have. He wants them to know that he does believe in them. And I mean, I just think that, that that's just my personal opinion on Klopp. And I think that's, that's why he says what he does, why he backs the players the way he does. And I agree. I would say, you know, I said that's, that's going to that's gonna come back to haunt him, his statement about um, our center back. And it's just, it's, uh, you know, I just think that that's just how Klopp is. I, he knows, you know, we need to have replacements. He knows where our weaknesses are. He knows we need to be done. but. Um, I see the Klopp project as more slow moving than a lot of our supporters, especially our supporters on Twitter. <laughs> I, for some reason, because I'm a very impatient person when it comes to most things, but just when it comes to Liverpool, I just see it as more of a long term project. I never once thought, you know, he would come in and that things would change overnight. And I know it's not necessarily overnight now. You know, he's had some time, but I, I still think it's going to take some time. I know that before he came in, I felt we were in very dire straits. And it was depressing, you know, just being a Liverpool fan at that moment before he came in. And there's a, I mean, it just, we've struggled for years. And it takes years, I feel, to come back from that. But everybody wants us, everybody focuses on the history that, you know, we were just this amazing club and we just, we got to be back there right, right away, right overnight. And I understand the cloud project. I see that it's a long-term project and it's going to take time. Um, I don't necessarily understand everything behind the scenes. Um, you know, I, I, why did we only go after DVD? I mean, was there any other options? That's a great question. But I mean, I, the way I look at it is that it is a long-term project. I trust in him. He but knows he's what had, he's doing. He's um, I'm going to wait to see how it unfolds and I'm not going to get impatient. And those clap out um idiots <laughs> just gonna keep ignoring them but yeah I mean I, I think he has a lot of faith in the players and wants to build their confidence um yeah but he's had he has a bit, to bit much faith this. too much faith in some of them yeah <laughs> well Rupa you were gonna say something Sorry. yeah so he's had two years to try and fix this problem at the back like yeah it wasn't as bad at the beginning we've noticed it more like this last season but he's had if he's had two years why hasn't he done anything why didn't he have a plan b like maybe he didn't he didn't have to openly say like to the press that oh yeah i've got a plan b if we don't get van dyke because obviously southampton just like back down 
but he should have had some sort of plan, like last minute, that we could get someone. Like he knows. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a stopgap or something. If he if he really wants the Virgil Van Dyke, and he's you know he's got his heart set on this player. Apparently, I mean, this is what we're hearing that he 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 wants the play the man. So, but then if if you knew the situation was going a certain way and you knew that it wasn't going to happen, then maybe a, a someone alone or something. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a bit of a a bit negligent to leave it completely when you know that you're... I mean, even if we had to... Uh, if Matip and Lovren were playing a lot better, you've, you're still one injury away from a bit of a disaster yeah. at the back again, you know, and they are injury prone. So even if they were playing to the, to their best... You still, you've still got that issue. So you still needed to bring somebody in, but nobody was bought in. And I think that's the issue here. Um, no one's questioning that we've improved under Klopp. We have improved under Klopp. We've got Champions League football. Our attack is amazing. It's probably one of the best in the league at the moment, with, along with City. But the defence seems to be going backwards. And I think that's what people take issue with. And, and with all the sort of the mess up over the summer with the Van Dyke situation as well, where we, it seemed that he was coming and then, you know, Southampton made the complaint and they had to issue the apology. It was just so embarrassing and it was just terrible for a big club like Liverpool to have to, you know, to be shown up like that. Um, but, you know, no, it, it, yeah. it, it, sorry, go on. No, 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 I was going to say I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's why I was, I was finishing up just saying, you know, but it, it, it does look like that they... You know, he that's who he wants. He wants Virgil van Dijk and no one else. But it seems like it's to the detriment of the team right now. I mean, OK, yeah. if he comes in January or if he comes in the summer and everything's brilliant after that, you know, we will forget about it. But at the moment, we're struggling. And it's it's even more frustrating when we've got such a brilliant attack and we're actually just one or two players away from winning things. That's what's bothering people. Yeah, but that's what I mean, like Klopp's... He's fixed, like, obviously our attack, it wasn't, it's improved a lot now. Like, we've got Salah, we've got Mane, we've got the pace, we've got everything. And that is brilliant. That is, like like you said, like, one of the best. But then with the defence, it's like, you can't, you can't just improve one side of it because the defence is like, even if we scored five goals, the other team are easily going to score five or six past our defence. Like, you can't... Well, I was trying. I had like an analogy to explain it, but I forgot it's gone out of my head now. But yeah, but it's true. I mean, yesterday, um, Sylvia had two shots on target, two goals. It's yeah. just ridiculous when you think that they teams have to do so little against us to score. Yeah, we just give them goals. <laughs> That's just again. It's just you keep saying the same word again and again. It's just frustrating because. They're not even having to work hard for it. They literally have to do the bare minimum and we do the rest for them. We had 24 and, uh, shots yesterday. Oh like gosh. 24 <laughs> against, but that, they had seven shots and two yeah. on target. I mean, and that's another thing too. Yesterday, I mean, I'm not excusing our defense whatsoever because there's no excuse for that. But even yesterday with that many shots, we all know we should have, we felt everyone in the, everyone I was sitting around in the cops was saying, you know, well, we should be up by four, you know, four one now, four two, you know, it just we should have put one or two more in as well yesterday. And you know, the penalty that was missed by Firmino, I mean, that that should have went in. There was other chances that should have went as well. Not excusing the defense at all, but I'm just saying, you know, usually 
I feel we would put, you know, with for the last few games, we would have put one or two more in and, and we didn't, you know, we were pretty unlucky with that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think with the defense, I think, I think the fact that we did go after Van Dyke, it does prove that he knows that we need to strengthen our defense. And it was, it was a big deal. I mean, all, all summer long, we wanted him and, you know, they weren't going to sell and it is what it is. But like, we're all questioning, why didn't we try to find someone else? Why didn't we solve the defensive issue? And and I have to agree with you on that. Um, but I do, uh, you know, I, I do believe it's a long-term project and I'm not, I think a lot of people, some people are starting to panic and just get really stressed out about it. And it's, 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 you know, it's frustrating and, you know, I don't want to see us, I don't want to go into every game, which I do thinking that we're going to concede, you know, even against Burnley coming up, I'm assuming we're going to concede at least one. And this sad to, you know, go into the games thinking that, you know, knowing how strong we are at the top and, and knowing that we're going to probably put a few in, at least put one in, if not a few, and then, but we're going to concede as well. And um, so it, it is frustrating, but I think he does know it's a problem and that has to be solved. And for whatever reason, we didn't go after anyone else. I think also you can't expect us to go into every game and score four or five goals. It's not possible. It's not feasible. There are going to be different factors in each game that won't allow us to do that. I'm having a conversation with somebody I pod with earlier about this and you know he was saying that they don't take you know we need to score more I was like well that's not always going to be the case you're going to get defenses that just won't let us you're going to have your attackers might have off days so to expect us to score four five six goals in every game because we're always going to let two in it's just not always going to happen and then you're going to have those games yeah. where you lose because you're not finishing you're not being clinical or for, like I said for whatever reason it just sometimes some days it just won't happen so uh, it's a it's not going to work every time. It will work sometimes, you know, like we did in the in the thirteen fourteen season. We're winning games six three yeah. four two five one. It, it's just, you know, that was a, a unique thing. I guess that that season was outstanding in in attack wise, but the defensive issues were still there then as well. We're, we're letting what fifty plus goals then as well, but, um, but it's, it's just not going to happen. You hit the nail on the head there, though, right? We did so well that season. But we couldn't win the league. And why? I I say because of our defense. And it's like, it's, you know, that's the problem right there. I feel that having a strong attack definitely win you plenty of games. Won't win them all. And you definitely, I I don't feel you'll, I feel having a strong defense is really where, you know, it's where you'll win the league. And so, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. That's, that's, that's the problem. And with it not getting fixed, we're just in the same boat over and over and over. It's the same story yeah, every week. Like you said, Carrie, like it, it's a long-term project. So he's had two years now. Um, and then, like, so right now we, we're back in the Champions League. You know, that's such a big deal for Liverpool to be back. Like, you know, re- European, like yesterday I tweeted about us being European royalty and I was like, let's show them what we can do. And someone said, stop living in the 80s. First of all, I wasn't born then, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. But, like, we're back in the Champions League. With this defence, do you even think that we're going to get past, like, the group stages? Like, if we if we end up back in square one, where we're not in the Champions League anymore, like, in Europa League or whatever, and we mess it up because of our defence, like, we're not making any progress. We just, we go up the ladder just to fall back down. Well, Twitter will go into a meltdown, I can say that's for sure. <laughs> I think we will get out of the group. I mean, obviously, if you look at this game in as a, as an overall picture of of the games in the group stages, a point isn't a 
you know, disaster. It's just the way it happened. You know, we were in control. And then, you know, when you get pegged back, then it's upsetting. If you come back to uh, to draw 2-2 two, two at the end, then that's brilliant. You know, it feels like a win. It's just the way that it happens. Um, it's, and, and obviously the game was at home as well. So that kind of was like, oh, we should have really won that one because away yeah. games are going to be a little bit trickier, aren't they? Um, so I think... I think we'll get out of the group purely based on our attacking um, threat, um, but it's just going to be a roller coaster ride, isn't it? Up and down. Yeah, it's good for the neutrals, isn't it? Watching us <laughs> must be fantastic for the neutrals. <laughs> At least, like, so Moscow and Maribor drew as well, so that's some consolation. Yeah. We're not like we didn't lose. We're not at the bottom of the group, so it could be worse. But yesterday we saw um, Phil come back. What you make of that? Yeah, so. I was as soon as I noticed he was coming in because because being there, Rupa, you'll 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 probably um, agree with this. It was interesting because I saw him sign the silence. I saw him coming in, and I said, "I wonder how his reception is going to be." And yeah. our supporters were just excited to have him coming back, excited to have him on the pitch, and he got a good reception. Um, but him actually his performance <laughs> that um that I can't be so positive about um I, I just feel like he didn't really contribute anything I mean the whole team was in shambles at that point and he was I just you know I don't really feel like he brought anything um I remember last season when he came back from injury it was uh it was a while before he actually came back to um you know the container that we know so I'm guessing that's just kind of how he is and my, I don't know, we'll see how he is the next few games. But, um, yeah, not impressive comeback for the little bit of time he was on. But it was good to, to hear the reception um, from the supporters and at the Anfield. Yeah, I'm just glad to not hear people booing. Because at the end of the yeah. day, obviously, I wasn't happy about the situation at all. And I feel like, obviously, it, it's tough. When a player doesn't want to play for you, like one of your best players, it's going to hurt the fans, the manager, whoever. But I'm just glad that no one, well, no one around me. I didn't hear anyone booing. That's the main thing. Because if they're wearing a Liverpool top, if they're gonna, if he's gonna be playing for us for another season, like you have to back him no matter what. But he, yeah, like you said, he yeah. didn't make any difference whatsoever to what we were doing. If he came on and made a huge difference, I reckon everyone would just forgive and forget and just move on. If he came on and scored a worldie, then would be sorted, top of the group. But. I'd have forgiven him as well. I'm like you, Rupa. I was really upset by that whole situation and the way that he um, behaved, shall we say. Um, but yeah, if he'd have scored the winner yesterday, well, I would have put it all aside. But I'm, I'm, I don't think I, I didn't expect anything else from Liverpool fans apart from a good reception. I think it wasn't, it hadn't gone that far where the player was hated or anything like that, although you did get some sections of the fans doing that. Yeah. Um, like you said, Kerry, wasn't great. I don't know. I mean, he's come, just come back from international break as well, haven't we? So that kind of factors into it. All the conspiracy theorists out there were saying that he played crap on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> wanted us to lose or something like that. But um, I, I don't know if you, you girls noticed because you were at the game. Somebody else who was at the game said to me yesterday that he didn't come over to the fans and clap and just walked straight off. Yeah, he didn't. I, th- I think okay. he should have with that reception that he got. Yeah, I think he probably still isn't. You know, I think he's very still just. He needs yeah. some time before he's back to himself. I mean, if I was him, I would be embarrassed. I mean, to, to face the fans and yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that was it as well. I thought he's probably a little bit 
you know, yeah. thinking, how do I go over there? What, yeah. you know, what might what might they they do or say or whatever? But yeah, I agree. He, he needs he needs some time. He needs some more club hugs. He needs some more time to get back into the groove, and I think he'll be fine. But I'm we'll not see. sure. We'll give him a few games. I'm not sure Klopp will be hugging a player who said that he wants to leave, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, Klopp, Klopp said that. Of course, of course, we're you know we're welcoming him and we're happy that he's still here. But you're right. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens the next two games. We'll see how he is. Do you think we'll, we'll definitely play on Saturday? Won't yeah, that's so. what I was thinking. Yeah, so I think he's. I think it's just his, his um, Klopp's way of kind of warming him up, bringing him in for a little bit. Because you know, obviously, with Mane out now, he has to he has to play some part. Probably start for me, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm surprised at Klopp a little bit because you know of the really tough starts he took with Sacco, and I know people are gonna then say, oh, but Sacco did this and that and this, but you know, I think what Phil did wasn't too great either, and <laughs> I'm quite surprised that Klopp's brought him back in, you know, without any um, issues there. I think it's surprising because Phil's not the sort of person like he doesn't have an attitude. He's not very. He's quite quiet, even on social media. And he's just like he's quite timid. So just for him to come out and just be like, "I want to go," and sort of shocking. I know. Yeah, it was was a huge shock. Well, he he posted something on Instagram today after quite a long time and a picture of him in training. And I just had a quick um, scroll through the comments and you always get the idiots, don't they, you know, saying, swearing at him and stuff like that. (laughs) Traitor and this, that and the other. Majority of them were nice, but you get the odd ones, don't you? I mean, there were like 2,000 comments, so I just scrolled through about 10 of them and then gave up. And that's ridiculous. It's, it's like you said, Rufa. It's like he's here. He's got the shirt on. Like let's let's back him. Let's support him. Let's give him the reception. And, you know, welcome back. We understand what you did. We're gonna give you another chance. You know, you bit of a dick. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. He's, so he's, he he looks very really like a, a lot like a kid as well. Does he's got all quite baby? Yeah, so yeah. you know, you just think, oh, bless. <laughs> bless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, it wasn't great. But um, if he comes back and then he plays well and he does his best, then I guess you know if Klopp's happy with it, then we've got to support him as well. But well, we we never know. It could be like another Suarez situation where he has one more season with us, and it could be like one of his best seasons. So, so yeah, we'll see. So. so looking ahead to Saturday, um. So, like you were saying, uh, Phil could start because Mane's out. They tried to appeal his three-match ban, didn't they? But they um, they said they wouldn't change it at all. What do you think of that red card at City? Oh, it's one of those horrible ones where you could ju- the fan base were fighting for two, three days after yes, that. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> People on Twitter were going mental. I mean... T- I don't know. You can go in, into the details of the rule and rules and the letter of the law and all that kind of thing, but the guy had his foot in his face. So on first look, and even on second and third and fourth look, it was a red card to me. Um, maybe it didn't deserve the three match ban it, um, that it got, but it obviously wasn't intended. There was nothing in it, and then you had all these pictures of um, Edison apparently putting his face into. Amano's boot and <laughs> all this ridiculous stuff. We <laughs> yes. did look like it at the time, but well, even yeah, I retweeted I, it. But I'm sort of on that side where I'm like, well, he's he's out. He's like, he's out of his box and he's putting his head towards it. But 
rules are rules. But then people were saying that the ref gave the red after seeing the extent of the injury. And that's not yeah, how I think we can all agree given. on that. That was definitely yeah. a reaction to the um, to the injury because I don't think he went straight for his red card. Yeah. He thought about it for a few seconds yeah. and then he gave it. Yeah, yeah it was, I mean, it's definitely a controversial one. It was his past. Like you said, everyone was split and arguing. Twitter was mad. Um, I, you know, I, I understand, like you said, rules are rules. When you look at it, he just wasn't. He was going for the ball. I mean, it wasn't intentional. So it's it's just tough. It's a three match ban. It's just it's it's tough. But like you said, rules are rules. And when you look at the replay, and it looks like it should be a red card. But if you're really really looking at him, it certainly wasn't intentional. So it's it's tough. I I was jet lagged flying over here when I watched it. Of course, I'm you know not thinking clearly right away. I was like, that's not a red. <laughs> But um, I just, yeah, looking at it again, looking at the replay, once I was off of my jet lag, I can see why the red was given. <laughs> yeah, so Manny will miss Burnley. And yeah. He'll miss Leicester in the Cup as well. And Leicester in the league next week. I think we should yeah. have enough to cover that, cover it though. I mean, I remember saying the same thing in January last year when he went to the African Cup of Nations and that didn't work out too well. Mm. Um but yeah, I think you know we've got Sturridge, we've got Coutinho coming back. Oxley Chamberlain needs. I need a little bit convincing there, but you know yeah. we'll see what Klopp can do with him. But hopefully we can cope with the three games. Yeah, I, I think for him to miss any games, I think this is fine. You know, I feel like we left out. I don't, you know, none of them are big games coming up, and I wasn't expecting him to. I mean, there's a good chance of him not starting anyways for the Leicester Cup away match, so. I, I mean, if he's going to miss anything, I think this is a good timing. Remember, we're traditionally shit against these teams. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley have been a bit of a, a, a weird one for us last couple of No, you're right. And, you know, I, I am I am a very optimistic fan. All of, I am guilty as charged. <laughs> I always, like I said, I always expect us to concede, but I still expect us to win. <laughs> and so... Um, even with Burnley, I mean, I'm expecting a win. I expect this to concede, but um, but yeah. Are we, I mean, are we at home? We're yeah. at home, aren't we? Yeah, yes. we're at home. And okay. last season we won 2-1 at home against Burnley, but we did lose early on in the season, didn't we? That was our first loss, 2-0. Yeah, that was away. the second game, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. the Burnley have started quite well. They beat Chelsea on the opening day. Yeah. yeah. Gonna... And they, they drew with Spurs. And do you bad. know where they are at the table as well? Hold <laughs> where? They're above us. Oh, <laughs> oh god! They're destined for a loss. That's what I'm saying. It's like you don't even really like. I didn't even really think about it. I'm like, hey, we're going to the weekend. Burnley. It was no big deal. Oh, they're above us on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like obviously at this stage, like the table doesn't matter to it. It's a bit all over the place. No. But at the same time, it's like how how is the team like Burnley? Above us, like that, yeah. Then beating Chelsea, that worried me straight away because I was like, "We've got these in a little bit, in a few weeks," and I'm quite worried. Yeah, because it's always these teams that we slip up at every every season. Well, more That's recently. What I mean, yeah. Well, they've got their goalkeepers out for quite a long while now. I mean, I know he hasn't played um, the last couple of games. I think today the manager came out and said he's out for a few months. 
But then it's always the case of us. Then you get some other reserve third choice goalkeeper who comes out and does uh, this plays this amazing match <laughs> against us <laughs> and just pulls off saves with his finger little fingers and stuff. So. And then after that, he'll go back to being shit. Yeah, of course, it's just like for that one game. <laughs> Yeah, so but yeah, I'm, I think Phil, Phil will slot back in probably, hopefully, midfield somewhere. And then I'm a massive Sturridge fan. For all you guys maybe don't know. So I'd love to see him play, but um, he doesn't really yeah. get much game time, does he? I can mm. tell you've mentioned him a few times and I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely adore him so much. I just want, I'd start him every game. I don't know how I'd put him in the team, but I'd put him in the team. <laughs> You'll my way. way. But, um, but we just can't tell with us at the moment, can we? With um, the way that we're playing. Yeah. just up and down up and down at the minute not really I don't know it would take a brave man to predict the or woman even sorry to predict the score um, <laughs> I'm gonna go weekend. for I'll go for 2-1 just because I I think that like we'll attack but I just don't I, I like you said like their reserve keeper or whatever he'll come in and have a great game so we'll only be able to get a few past otherwise teams like Burnley realistically we should be beating them by quite a lot of goals but like Kerry said, we will concede at least one. That is inevitable. <laughs> and they'll put ten men behind the ball and make it yeah. uber difficult as well. So yeah, we're just going to have to find a, a way through. I mean, with no Mane, we've still got Salah, and on you know, with, for the pace, Moreno's doing so well at the moment. He's he's going to obviously provide that attacking threat as well. Um, yeah, just hoping that um, we can find our way through the brick wall that they're going to put up yeah. on the, on Saturday. Yeah, like you said about Moreno, like since pre-seated the, the Audi Cup, he's actually like improved quite a lot. I don't know what he's doing in training, but I was actually shocked to see, like I was thinking Moreno's out this summer. Because he, he yeah. was, who was interested in him again? Do you remember? I know, but it, it was, was, it was literally, he's out one minute and then he's back in the next. That's mm. it, overnight. He just became... The, a starter for Liverpool it just seemed like pre-season he had a couple of games and then yeah. it was all like Moreno, Moreno, Moreno and I was really chuffed for him yesterday as well especially after the nightmare of the Europa League final I just thought he did yeah. brilliantly putting that away because that can play on your mind a little bit can't it and it's obviously former team as well I thought the same thing I was wondering psychologically how is he going to handle this because that was so brutal and he got he received so much abuse well deserved yeah. For that match. And how is he going to show up today? Because he has been doing well. Or, sorry, today, as in when I was watching it yesterday. You know, how is he going to show up? And, you know, good for him. You know, he did. He definitely was one of the better players out there yesterday. So um, I was wondering as well how he's going to do. Yeah, no, I'm glad that he's improved as well. Because obviously we bought um, Andy Robertson. So at least we've got, because like life, um, we've got four competitions. We need the rotation. So now that we've got Moreno back on form and Robertson to like come in for bigger games, maybe or like if Moreno's tired or whatever, or if he just in case he gets injured, it's good to have. We have plenty of options, just not at centre back. That's the only problem. Yeah, predictions for the weekend. Um, it would just be mental to predict this game. I reckon. Yeah. I'd- Three one Liverpool. I don't even know why I'm saying that. <laughs> there's no, there's no rhyme or reason behind that prediction <laughs> at all. So it's just more out of hope than anything. But yeah, definitely we're going to concede because we always do. Yeah. At least 
we can predict that. We can say with certainty <laughs> that we're going to concede. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a tight one. I think, uh, like you said, Rupa, I, I was either gonna go with two one or or three one. I mean, they're definitely gonna put one in. Um, but I'm going to be positive and say we will win this. Um, and I think that we are gonna be hungry for some more goals after we. We uh, missed so many opportunities yesterday, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with two one as well. I like how we're all still positive. Like we know that we're really shit at the back, but we're still saying no. We're still gonna win. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> well, I mean, our top three are just they're just so threatening, and yeah. they just uh, they really wreck some havoc with um, the opposition defense. But you know, so that that's that's the positivity for me. But it's yeah, it's the defense that's always a step back. And so, I mean, I'm I'm always thinking that we're going, I'm almost always thinking we are going to win. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I always think we're not going to do it easy. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a nail-biting game, even when it shouldn't be. Um, but that we will win and we will concede. <laughs> See, I'm always really cautious. I, I remember before the City game, everyone was so confident and I didn't like it. I was very uncomfortable with this positivity all of, everywhere because that just always ends up biting us in the arse and it did in the end. But I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm negative, but I always, I'm, I'm really cautious. I don't like to talk, you know, big before matches at all. I just like to see how it goes and then, you know, celebrate afterwards if we manage to win. But um, yeah, you're quite realistic. Yeah, because I remember before the City game, like, I was confident but nervous. But a lot, there was so many people, even people that I see who are normally negative and normally saying we're going to lose 5-0. Like, they they were the sort of people who were like, now we're actually going to win this. And then, like you said, it came back to yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, up until the red card, it was pretty even. We were only 1-0 down. Um, and then it all changed. Not excusing yeah. what happened after that, the reaction after that from the players wasn't the best, but um, it definitely changed because then, you know, he had to make, he had to tweak the system. He took, took players off, which didn't help. But, um, yeah, the, that capitulation after the red card was um, something that, needs to be looked at I think but then again you know you've got City with their amazing attack as well so I think anyone would have struggled that's exactly what I thought was City with their amazing attack we have a red card we're done and so I as much as I can be positive I I told you ladies earlier before this pod that you know as soon as I saw that red card I thought oh we are done I'm I'm jet lagged. I'm not feeling well. Why am I watching this game? <laughs> and I'm not usually like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, as much as I can be positive, and and I I never actually went into the match thinking, oh, we're, we're going to slam, you know, City. I knew it was going to be a very tough game. I always go into it positive, um, well, almost always <laughs> positive, you know, and and really, you know, back in the players and back in our club and just super excited to watch and you know. I'm one of those that enjoys football. Sometimes I question if people on Twitter even enjoy it at all. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I expect to win some. I expect to lose some. Um, I expect some draws. Um, my main thing is it's frustrating when, you know, we have games last night where you feel like you should win and you don't. So it almost feels like it's a loss. But, you know, I, I thought the City game, I thought it was going to be very close, very tough. I didn't think we were going to go in there and smash them. but. 
you know, I definitely didn't expect that outcome. And it was, it was quite depressing to try to even watch. So I think it's just, we, I wish there was a, another way we could play. We only seem to know how to play one way, which is attack, attack, attack. And then you think, okay, yeah. when you're presented with this situation where you're with 10 men now and you're facing this, you know, a, a really good team, is there a, a way that you can now change the way that you play, change the way that you're, you know, you're thinking at that time and, and defend uh, to avoid the embarrassment. But that's just not in our makeup. We just can't do it. It, it, you know, another team, I don't know, West Brom or Burnley, like, would probably have just put 10 men behind the ball and then just defended for the rest of the match. But we just we just can't do that. But then you, you sometimes wish we could do that because certain situations would call for it. But I don't know. We, we just we can't do it. Yeah, I completely agree. Like we should have just sort of like just soften the blow. Like Even if we know we're going to lose, just don't make it as embarrassing as that. And just try it. Like obviously the. Klopp's going to try and tweak things now. He's he's seen like what the players are like with these new additions and like how things are. It's been the same. Nothing's changed other than a few more goals. That's the only problem. So I don't know what he's working on in training, but I'm hoping that tomorrow you can send him a text in time to just work on that. Send you a text. <laughs> Me send a text. Yeah, of course I've got his direct line. <laughs> just give him a few tips. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. I will do. Yeah, so should we move on to the questions that people have sent in? Yeah, we got quite a few questions today. Some some pretty interesting questions. (laughs) I'd just like to say I'm really disappointed there were no offside questions. Do you understand the offside rule? I expected cooking questions, you know, how to cut an onion without crying or something. (laughs) And, you know, we just got all these really sensible football questions. I'm really disappointed in this, um, in our. Well, sensible yeah. was probably pushing it a bit. <laughs> we, have, we did have a few um, yeah. questionable ones. I think we're going to skip them, aren't we? <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip that question from Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Isha. Because this is a ladies' pod. We have to be really ladylike, so we can't even ask Steve-O's question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steve-O. <laughs> Ishan has asked, um, bit of a down question, but how long does Klopp get without silverware before his job is rightfully questioned? Unfortunately, there's people questioning him already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there will always be people like that. There will always be fans like that. Yeah, yeah. it has begun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but realistically, I mean, I remember when he came in, we said give him three seasons to be able to have some windows to buy his players and this is his third season now isn't it um we have to wait and see i think we'd have to wait and see it to the end of this season see what he does yeah i agree i'd like to see how this season goes the transfer window next summer i mean realistically the first season i mean he had what he had but uh, you know now he has the time to you know during the transfer window to get the players that we need to, to you know build up his team his philosophy his tactics and um you know just this is you know it like you said it's 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 really this season and, and the summertime so but i think like i said and i know most people probably won't agree with me i get it's a long-term project so i'll have more patience than both supporters um you know i'd even give him another season after that 
Um, I wouldn't give him much longer than that. But I just definitely see, I, me personally as a supporter, I just felt that we had, our, our club just really was going in the opposite direction. And I just think that it takes longer than most supporters expect it to take to get to where we need to be. And like you said, Rupa, earlier, you know, someone was saying, you know, oh, you know, you're living in history and that's, that's what we do. That's, that's what, that's what Liverpool supporters do is we live in history and we want that back again. We want it back so bad. And, you know, we, we're this big global club that has such a huge fan base and such an amazing rich history. And it's like, we feel like, you know, we deserve that. We have to have it back. Um, you know, we should be there right now. And I just look at it as, and I feel we will have that with Fox. We'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit longer to get there because we have been in such dire straits for years. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think the problem with our fan base is, like, I think a lot of people understand this, like, club project. Like, they understand what we did at Dortmund didn't happen overnight or in one season. But the problem is, like, we're all really impatient. Like, I'll admit I am as well. Like, I'm impatient with everything, but football especially. Because you want those wins. You want to be able to brag to your friends who are United fans when they're doing shit and we're doing good. But it takes time and a lot of people just need the patience. But I'd give him probably two seasons, maybe three. Because he signed his contract, isn't he? He's, he's, meant to, he's got a contract until 2022 with us. And I think that's wishful thinking. I don't think he'd be with us that long unless he wins some trophies. And I'm hoping this is the season where we get one trophy. But not too sure. Talk, talking about patience in football, try <laughs> telling Frank de Berda and Crystal Palace board. Oh, my God. That's that's getting a sack. But, um, yeah, they didn't show much patience, did they? But you know one thing I'm, I just wanted to mention, this is an old one, but Klopp, when he first came, said that we'd, he said something like we'd have a league title in four years. Why did he say that? I just uh, I don't. That's such a bold claim to make. Did Did he say that? I don't remember. In his In his oh. first um interview when he that first is... joined us, and you're just thinking, well, that is going to turn into right. Well, I I hope he's right, but I, <laughs> I, I just so. want to say stuff like that. Yeah, that is that's gonna that'll be all over Twitter in what two years. 2019. <laughs> He's got two years to do it, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, I'm surprised I haven't seen that. it all over Twitter. It's like, lately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is his first interview, I think, when he joined. So, yeah. I'll find oh. it for you. Yeah. Send it to you. Yeah, I'd love to see that again. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> not, not that I'm saying that it, he didn't say that. I'm just, I don't have the memory of fish, I guess. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that. But, yeah. I mean, that could come back to haunt him, like you said. Probably yeah. better to forget that in the <laughs> <laughs> Skirt over the issue. So someone else has asked, why won't Klopp replace Lovren with Gomez? I don't know if you guys saw yesterday, um, I think someone commented on Joe Gomez's photo on Instagram and he liked it, saying, like, why doesn't Klopp choose you over Lovren? You're better as a centre-back, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you saw it. That's the $64 million question. Nobody knows why Lovren keeps starting every game. I just think he just likes him. I, don't, I think he's got I just something think he's, over Klopp. 
to like blackmail him he, with? Yeah, <laughs> that could be. I just think he he he's got a really good work ethic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not there, but from what I can tell and from what I see, I think he trains hard, and and that's what Klopp likes. He's got a good attitude. But then you just think, well, that's great, but then you've got to do the job on the pitch as well. And if he's not doing it on the pitch, and this is what I was saying to some people yesterday as well, you can't, you know, all those abusive tweets at Lovren yesterday, you need to take Lovren's name out and just put Klopp's name in there because it's he's not hardly going to turn around and say, I don't, I don't want to play, don't pick me, I'm not good enough. Of course mm. he's going to play, it's the manager who picks him every week. So you've got to question why the manager's doing that. Yeah, but because he's playing him every week, I think Lovren thinks like he's got his place. Like what he did with Carius and Mignolet. Carius was poor. He brought Mignolet in, and that obviously, like, because Mignolet was dropped at the beginning when Carius was fit again, and then that gave that provided that competition. That's what Lovren needs, I think. Like he can be on his day, he can be good. He makes an awful lot of mistakes, but he can, on a rare occasion, he can be good. So I think if he's if he's dropped for a few games, maybe he'll step it up in training and try and prove himself to Klopp. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when Klopp didn't reinforce in the summer, that's another issue then. Why these two centre-backs know they've got no one challenging them. So yeah. what's to help get them to raise their level? Nothing. So you need that competition. So they needed to bring someone in, even if it was just to, you know, to hang, have it hanging over their heads that, you know, hang on, if you're, if you make a mistake you're going to get dropped but the, Lovren knows he's not going to get dropped Matip knows he's not going to get dropped unless they're injured yeah so there's nothing for them to go above and beyond and do what Mignolet did Mignolet you know when when Kerry's came in had that time when he was really good um so that that was another aspect to why as to why he didn't bring someone in that you need to have competition in places and that's the only two sort of two points in the uh, or maybe you could argue midfield that there there isn't any there isn't much competition, so there's no reason for these guys to raise their level. Yeah, I saw the whole debacle about him liking that comment on Instagram. Our our, our fans are so funny sometimes. <laughs> they find out that. everything. I didn't, I didn't see that. I swear, some of them are like secret agents or something because they literally like that flight tracking in the summer was just crazy like our fans yeah. are just on the ball constantly and tracking the minivan or something <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy that poor guy driving that. yeah i'm i'm all for you know giving him a chance uh with domestic matches because obviously it's not going to happen uh champions league matches but i'm all for giving him a chance i mean what do we have to lose at this point <laughs> yeah. so i know i mean i yeah i don't know we'll see if it happens i don't know but doubtful but I, I'm all for giving him a chance at that um, Okay so Lindsay has asked what are your thoughts on Ox as an addition to the team as well as the shape of our midfield as a whole uh, as a whole start of the season Yeah so I feel that um, I like him um, I like Ox I think it's great I, I think that he you know he really wanted to be a Liverpool player obviously um, and so, you know, I, I do think he's a great addition to the team, but I think I will probably be of the opinion of most of the rest of our supporters and, you know, thinking that our main problem is defense. It would have been absolutely amazing if final day of the transfer window, we would have solved at least some of our defense problems. <laughs> um, so 
I was happy to have him. Um, you know, he's he I think he said he was great for Arsenal. Um, I'm happy to have anyone that and a great player that's proved himself elsewhere and wants to play for us and turn, you know, um, us over and other clubs as well, you know, good offers. And I'm happy about him, but I'm, it just, it was, it was just, it was a bit of a surprise. You know, I thought that we would end the transfer window when I was hoping with uh you know solving our, our defensive issues and that didn't happen so I'm overall I'm not concerned about our midfield I mean I have some concerns with the inconsistency yeah um you know Hendo he definitely struggles um he's another divisive player you know our supporters can go back and forth with him as well I really feel for him with his injury I actually suffered from the same injury playing mm-hmm. and so I know how debilitating it can be yeah and um, so I really feel for him. Um, and then as we were just mentioning, you know, Emery Chan overall, uh, you know, I think he's a great player, but he has his ups and downs. He's not not always very consistent. But I think I'm not really concerned about our midfield. So that question, you know, that's the answer there. It's our defense. That's a huge concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think our, our mid, I, I, I think our midfield, I think we've got some great options there. Um, cannot wait for Lilana to come back and um, Coutinho, you know, is back. And so uh, I think the shape is okay. I think it's just the defense that that we should have been really focused on and it didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, with Ox, it's like, it'll take a little bit of time for him to like, just fully settle into the club and like convince all the fans that he's good. But he doesn't look too bad, and midfield, like you said, is not our major issue. Like, there are definitely problems in terms of, like, Henderson and having off days and stuff. But other than that, I don't think there's any glaring issues other than, like we said, probably about 50 million times in this pod, defence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the midfield does need reinforcing. I think we need... We've been saying this for years. We need a defensive midfielder or someone who can control the midfield. I don't think we do. Sometimes we do, but then you get times when we've completely gone missing. Yeah. Um, like you said, Kerry, those inconsistencies. Um, and with Oxley Chamberlain, I'm happy to have extra, you know, strength on the bench. It's fine. And I think if Klopp can do what he did with Lana and bring the best out of him, then brilliant, wonderful, amazing. Yeah. But I do think the midfield needs some we've got we've obviously signed uh, Naby Keita for next year but you know that won't see that until 2018 now so but yeah this um midfield can go completely missing and then, then that exposes the defense as well yeah and then the defense get a lot of flack sometimes for um for stuff that they shouldn't really be having to deal with in the first place but you know that's a whole nother separate issue and you know, going to be rambling on for hours for that (laughs) so we've just been asked a question by nads um regarding being a female football fan so he says as a female fan do you feel like your opinion is dismissed by some because of your gender even though you probably know more than them i feel like i could say the same thing that a guy would say but the guy would get like credit for it and like people would like agree or disagree or whatever if I say it, like, I feel like people don't listen to what I say or, like, take it in. 
I don't know how you guys Absolutely, feel. Yeah. yeah. 100% agree. But then you get shot down and told you're an Effendi Wendy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tripper's term. I've never heard that, that you'll come before. to hit. <laughs> you do. I feel it all the time in conversations. I feel like I've had people say to me, you don't understand football, when I've been saying exactly the same comment as a, pers- a, a man who might have been tagged in the same conversation. And I get turned around and sit, told, be told I don't understand football. And people say to me, oh, no, no, it's not because you're a woman. And I I know it is. But, you know, you just can't obviously prove these things. And then people turn around and say, oh, no, you're just, you know, playing the sexist card. And But I think it does happen. You're right, Rupa. I've noticed that so many times you can make exactly the same point as a man, but they nobody will give it a second glance. But then when a, a guy says it, it's like, oh, God, he's so right. Yeah, that's amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Brilliant. And it's annoying. Yeah. And I think people need to stop shutting us down by telling us that we're just getting offended for no reason when it's clearly there. Yeah. Yeah, and I know we've we've talked about this even, you know, separate from the pod. You know, I've said that I feel sometimes people can be put in a box. And so you're a female supporter, you're you know, you're put in a box and um you know, you're an Asian female supporter, you're put into a box, you know, people have their ideas about what a supporter is and what their knowledge is and what they know. And um, to even build on that, um, you know, I haven't had too many issues with, um, you know, with that discussion about, you know, being a female supporter, it comes up every once in a while, especially on Twitter. But, um, but I've had some questions you know being an American supporter and I guess you know rightly so it's not our number one sport it's not our forte you know American football is and all our other sports that we have but um you know it's uh the one thing I can say about being a female um that follows the sport in the U.S. is it was always more of a female sport for us like you know coming from my country so I mean I played since I was six and our women's national team has won the World Cup several times. And we're just, you know, we are really just, I grew up with most of my friends, most of my female friends playing the sport with me and watching it. And um, it's the guys that are finally catching on in the U.S. So for me, you know, that that kind of atmosphere of always, it's just, you know, it's always been girls growing up, you know, that, that just kind of knew the sport and played the sport and stuff. And it was, really in the last few years getting on Twitter where I've kind of gotten sick for it. Oh, you know, you're a female supporter, but, um, <laughs> you know, cause it's a little bit culturally different there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise there's a lot of, there's a lot of great guys out there that, you know, are the opposite of that at least. Um, so, but, but yeah, definitely, definitely something you hear sometimes, unfortunately. But I feel like some people, especially on Twitter and other social media, some people just automatically, if you say something and they disagree, they'll just automatically bring out like the gender card and be like, oh, you're a girl, you don't know what you're talking about, even if you're talking complete sense. Like, that's what I feel like. A lot of people, if they if they don't like what you're saying, if they don't read what they want to read, then they just refer to that. Like, I go to, obviously not every game, but as many games as I can, and... I get a lot of like, especially away games, because you don't see as many females there. So it's like, I'm obviously hanging around with a load of guys and going like, all my friends are, they don't care whether I'm a girl, guy, whatever. Like, it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, I'm a fan. I love the club. I love the sport just as much as them. 
and I know the same, if not maybe more than some. But it's just, I don't know why some people find it like an issue. Like a lot of guys that I know, they get intimidated by the fact that I know a lot about football and I write about football and things like that. And I don't understand why it should be an issue. Like it's 2017. Let girls do what they want to do let guys do what they want to do like it doesn't impact anyone else's life exactly (laughs) us girls have to stick together definitely yeah so uh someone asked pineapple on pizza yay or nay Uh, think carefully because this could like decide our friendship here (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to say now i don't mind it (laughs) Um, it's all right. I don't mind. I'm I'm one of those people who eats probably anything. The only thing I don't like to eat is prawns. Other than that, I'm a bit of a weirdo and I like quite <laughs> anything else. There's very few things I won't eat. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza is not, you know, I think I think it's okay. Yeah. So I expect loads and loads of unfollowers now on Twitter. <laughs> it's a weird. I like pizza. Yeah. Pineapple on pizza. Carrie, what about Go you? On. Um, well, I'm a vegetarian, so oh my God, anything same. like that, yeah, pineapple, I'm all for it. I'm like, put whatever kind of veggies or fruit you want on pizza, I can be that weirdo that will eat it. Yeah. So, like, today, I'm vegetarian or vegan as well? So, I was actually vegan for years. I mean, I'm talking 15 years. And oh, you're going to get completely ripped now. <laughs> yeah. I know. The day trippers are going to have you. Yeah. I know. I know and I don't care bring it bring it on boys <laughs> um yeah I mean uh just with traveling so much because I travel almost full-time now I'm now classified as vegetarian I still eat a lot of vegan food um a lot and it's classified as weird food I don't care um I love pineapple on pizza I know most people put ham in there with it but or I don't even know if that's a thing here I don't know. Do you guys put, is it like, because back home it's Hawaiian pizza, yeah, it's pineapple Hawaiian, and ham. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, like you, I'm a vegetarian. So You are? Yeah. I've been one my whole life. Like, my family You're going to get ripped too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a vegan, so it could be worse. Um, See, I don't mind vegetarian food. I all actually quite like vegetarian. I it, When, when I go out, I like to try vegetarian dishes instead of the meat ones because you know I'm come from a culture where we eat a lot of meat and I've cut down recently I don't know if you've watched this doc I've watched this documentary on Netflix what the hell <laughs> and it kind of freaked us out a little bit so we've cut down a little bit not completely yeah but um yeah it's um vegan I find really difficult though I don't just substituting all that stuff yeah. is hard I tried to make a vegan cake my niece has got an allergy a dairy allergy and making a vegan cake was hard work finding the stuff was difficult (laughs) yeah it's easy because I can say it when I was home because it's just me because I don't have a family or anything it's just me myself and I am home I can make anything I can make it happen no problem you just have to plan ahead do lots of shopping but when you're traveling or you have a family that's very I I will admit it's difficult so you know but it's vegetarian is not I don't think it's that hard and I know we're all going to get ripped because we've all agreed (laughs) it's fine (laughs) but yeah uh, no pineapple on pizza is good I actually because I was hungover today I ordered a Domino's 
I hardly touched it. I've had two slices. I'm going to have the leftovers tomorrow. So that's me not having to cook. But um, yeah, no, pineapple, I have pineapple, peppers, sweet corn, onion. Yay! It was lovely. Yum! <laughs> and the guys are going to be like, where's where's the meat? Where's the chicken? Where's the... Oh. Nah, pineapple is good. We're going to get ripped. Everyone's going to stop listening to Ladies and Red from now on. That's it. That was the first and only Ladies pod. <laughs> We're going to get cancelled now. No, I've enjoyed this, guys. This I think it went really well. Yeah, so me too. We yeah. Wrap it up and see everyone else in a month. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.